Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we're coming to you live for the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones. Gio and Jones across the country on CBS Sports Radio. I got to give this guy a ton of credit because he could have very easily been hid this morning because things didn't exactly go his way, at least his alma mater's way, this past weekend. And he's now an analyst. He's got to deal with this stuff. Right. He's got to run. He's got to, as they say, what they say, nut up. That's what they got to do. Is that what they say? That's what they say. So he's got to do it, and he's doing it. That's Aaron Murray, CBS Sports Network college football analyst. Aaron, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Doing good. It could have been a little bit better start of the week if my dogs obviously uh, didn't get their butts spanked on Saturday, but that's college football for you. You can't bet your money on 19-year-old kids at the end of the day. You never know what's going to happen. Now, did Coach Rick, uh, Mark Rick, uh, ever say nut up, guys? No, Coach Rick did not. Coach Bobo would get after us. I'm sure Kirby's using the, some choice words after this past weekend's game. What do you, what do you, uh, what, how do you make game. how do you make sense of, of what occurred? I, I thought it was a push as far as the defenses were concerned heading into the ball game, and I actually gave Georgia a slight edge offensively because Stidham hadn't shown up in the marquee games LSU the second half, and of course Clemson earlier this season. Well, there's, there's three phases to the game, and then the, the special teams. We knew they were very close offensively, very similar defenses. Give the advantage to Auburn because it's at Auburn, the home field advantage, all that kind of craziness with noise. The special teams for Georgia did not show up. The leaping penalty, which uh, extended the drive, the fumble punt, which gave him a touchdown, and then a, a late penalty as well. So, I mean, just special teams-wise that day, giving up points, giving up penalties, uh, and then – just Georgia cannot establish the run. And that's something that Georgia's been able to do versus these defenses, even if a defense wants to bring a safety in the box, add another guy in there to stop the run. They've just been better athletes, more powerful. And now you're playing an Auburn defense that has just as good as athletes, uh, just as big and strong of guys up front, and you did, they just couldn't push it around. Uh, and then my biggest problem right now is, is just not utilizing slot receivers and tight ends over the middle of the field. Everything seems to be we're going to get one-on-one on the outside. We're just going to take those 50-50 chances with 50-50 balls. They're not doing cross routes. They're not throwing it to the you know the post route, the steam route down the middle. So just they, they need to mix up a little bit. And I know it's tough for a young quarterback to maybe see what's going on. There's a lot of commotion in the middle of the field, but you got to trust them. He's played 10 games now. You got to open up the playbook a little bit more. You just can't go outside one on one and throw jump balls every day. Well, that's interesting that you you mentioned that. That was my criticism of Auburn in the second half versus LSU, and we have seen from a hit not at a tight end uh, from time to time, but you didn't see that Saturday. Yeah, you didn't see it, and it's been a rarity these tight ends, and, and they have some great tight ends. They have some great receivers, and um, I tell you what, the Auburn looked good. I mean, they. I remember watching them the first game of the season. I'm like, man, that, that that front seven, they're big, they're physical. We knew they could play defense. We knew they could run the ball, carry on Johnson. 
uh, absolute beast. It's just the love, the, the patience, the way he hits the hole. And then I've been a big fan of Stidham. I, I think he throws one of the prettiest balls in college football. I think once he has time, he can do it. And you go back to, and you said he hasn't showed up in those big games. I mean, he played on the road at Clemson, on the road at LSU, two very hostile environments. It's tough uh, communication-wise, and, and his offensive line didn't give him the time needed. Now this game versus Georgia, in a couple weeks versus Alabama, both those games are home. You get to dictate the, the cadence. The defense isn't going to get as good of a jump off the line of scrimmage. So two, that's a huge advantage for them, playing at home, like I said, this past game, and then against Alabama in a couple weeks. Um, and we talked about at the beginning of the season, preseason, I had Auburn win the, win the SEC, uh, the ACC West, and going on to win the SEC championship game. I just think they're a complete team. And if Stidham can play the way he's played, uh, this past week against Georgia, I think they're a complete, complete football team. Gio Jones with Aaron Murray on CBS Sports Radio, so you don't dislike Auburn as much as your mom does, I guess. <laughs> no, she is. Listen, I, I do dislike Auburn, but, you know, like we said, you guys said before I jumped on that uh, the analyst hat has to come on. you got to be real with what exactly is going on in the world of college football when it comes to picking teams and breaking it down. And if people missed it, your mom, who, uh, of course, is going to feel that way after yeah. you know uh, Nick Fairley and, and all of that that happened, and he's an honorary captain in this game. People thought that that was a troll job, and she's going to have those emotions just like you know mothers will and, and, and should. So when you see that on social media, do you go, Mom, what are you doing? Just stop doing that. Or do you go, <laughs> way to go, Mom. High five up here. Usually I'm telling her, Mom, take it down. But honestly, I didn't think I read it over. I thought it was. Uh, well-written. I, I don't think it was anything too bad. I was just given a mother's perspective on, on how she felt during the game when all the, the chippiness and late hits and celebration and all the craziness was going on. Uh, so I, I fully endorsed it. I thought it was it was funny. I mean, my Twitter was blowing up all day Friday and Saturday with Auburn fans and Georgia fans going back and forth about the comments. And um, Obviously, it did not work out too well for the dogs. You know, getting them pumped up at all about the chippiness, but uh, it's it's college football for you. It's it's the fan bases, especially in the SEC. It's just that's what makes it more special than any other conferences. I think the fans are just so invested uh, in the players and the coaches and the teams, the tradition. It, it just makes it fun each and every week. Just the, the, pan, the fans are just so passionate. Aaron, you and I not only agreed on Auburn at the beginning of the season, but we liked what we were seeing from Malik Rozier. And, of course, you were under the tutelage of Mark Rick. Now he's down there in, in, in South Beach uh, taking on, you know, Notre Dame this weekend. Uh, it wasn't even a game. It, it was over before it even started. What have you seen from the development of Malik Rozier in this system that you know so well? And, and additionally, Mark Rick seems like a different dude, man. It seems like he's just cooler, and he's got that goatees rocking now. It just seems like the edge is off. Yeah, I think he uh, he's definitely mixed up a little bit. He has a little bit more energy. He's more involved in the game plan. So I think he's just he's enjoying coaching. I think he's just having fun, enjoying it. You know, the the, the pressures of being an SEC coach from uh, you know, having to win all the time, having to go to championships, having to deal with outside noise and says, just focus on football. And I think he uh, is decided when he got back to Miami, I'm going to focus a little bit more on football. I'm going to have fun coaching. I'm going to be more involved in the game plan, calling plays, doing all the stuff that I love as a coach. He's doing now. And you just see the energy, you see the excitement that he's bringing to that program. And then with Malik, it's a tough system. There's a lot of checks. There's a lot of reads when it comes to pre-snap, 
knowing where the safeties are, knowing what the defensive front is, checking run the pass, pass the run, run the run. So it takes reps, it takes time, and, and he's done a great job. A couple weeks ago, he threw three picks uh, versus Virginia Tech in this past weekend. He did a better job not giving the ball to the other team, no turnovers, threw a touchdown. Uh, so he's playing better. But the, the biggest thing is that defense right now for Miami. I mean, those guys have been lights out these past few weeks playing mostly the majority of the season, but especially these past two weeks. I didn't think they could handle a Notre Dame team. I thought Notre Dame would come in there, be able to run the ball, something they don't to do this entire season. But my, they just have such great athletes, and they're able to stop Winbush. They're able to stop the run game. And right now, I think if you put them head-to-head with Clemson, today I think I'd have to choose Miami. I think they're playing with too much confidence, and Clemson's kind of worrying me the way they've been playing. You like the turnover chain? Do you think it's a little bit over the top? I love it, man. Whatever it's about, these kids nowadays, and and when you want to talk about recruiting and and being flashy with uniform combinations and things like the turnover chain. I mean, Georgia, we have the 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 pads. You have some spikes on the shoulder pads, so we have that for our turnover pad thing. But I think the chain's hilarious. Uh, I mean, we're up in the in the pit up there on Saturday watching the game, and every time Miami gets an interception or a fumble. We're screaming out, bring up the chain, bring up the chain. Uh, so I think, it's, I think it's fun for everyone, uh, including the fans watching. Aaron Murray, CBS Sports Network, college football analyst, joining us here on CBS Sports Radio, Gio and Jones. Uh, when you look at, at Notre Dame, how do they bounce back? They have Navy. Uh, of course, they have Stanford. But as far as the playoffs, a whole lot would happen, have to occur for them to get back in it. And, and the, considering the manner in which they lost, no way they get back in it. And Wimbush, we discussed this earlier, Aaron, he is not a guy who can bring you back via the air. No, and – First off, my biggest problem is why you're ben- why are you benching the kid in the first half? You know he's been the stud for you the entire season. He's had a bad quarter and a half, and all of a sudden you put him on the bench. Backup comes in, throws a pick six. It's like Kelly, if you if you if your record wasn't what it is right now, making that kind of move, you could get fired. I mean, what are you thinking? The guy's a stud, uh, but you, like you said, they're out of the playoffs. There's no chance right now. Um, I'm kind of happy a little bit because now all the craziness. I mean, that they were the team that would throw a lot of things off in the college football playoffs because now two conferences wouldn't get an opportunity to be in the Final Four. But things are going to shake up a little bit. Um, that's what makes the college football playoffs so much fun, all the, the talk for you know a month and a half leading up to it of who's going to make it, what's going to go on, what happens if you have two SEC teams and – and everyone is going to play each other. You know, there's going to be one ACC team, one SEC team, maybe two, who knows. But there's just people knocking each other out left and right. So it will all sort itself out at the end of the day. How would you rate this Alabama team? Of course, number one in the country, and we know with the reputation everything else. But the strip them down as far as Saban and then the uniform and everything that goes with them. When you watch this Alabama team, do you see champion every week that you put them on? No. In this past weekend, you definitely did not. Uh, Mississippi State definitely had their opportunities to win that football game. They're, they're just they're hurt. They're hurt right now. Uh, the linebacking position did not look good. When you have guys having to play X amount of snaps on defense and then also go out there and play special teams, they're going to be worn down. You saw it all day Saturday. So they just need to get healthy. They need to get healthy. But the one thing that Alabama does well, even when they're not playing well, they, they know how to win. They know how to win football games. They know when the when the fourth quarter comes along, they know what it takes. Even if they're banged up, even if they're missing studs left and right, 
they just have that mentality. They have that swagger, and it sucks with their head coach. Uh, so they're still going to be a tough team to take down, and they will get healthier. But it's going to be really interesting, this Iron Bowl, Iron Bowl in two weeks. Once again, at Auburn, Auburn's playing well. Auburn's playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that game. You went up against Alabama, and, and, and you've seen this, this team in, in, in their championship form. What was the message all week long? I've always preached you got to play a clean game one, and mm-hmm. you have to score touchdowns. Field goals will not beat them. You saw that the other night when, when Mississippi State had to settle for a field goal, their last scoring drive. And it's going to be a four-quarter affair because they're going to bring the noise, and you've got to match that and bring your own funk to the party as well. Yeah, it's a four-quarter game, and what what Alabama does so well is they just wear you down. When they, when they play in these big-time SEC games where you know it's going to be a close game, they're not worried until they get to the fourth quarter because they know they got you at that point if it's close because you saw it with Mississippi State. We had it in 2012 when we played them. I mean, we're up by 11 points in the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden they run 10 straight run plays, just a simple zone, and they had just worn us out so much defensively they just had their way. And you saw this Mississippi State the other night. They were able to get that outside zone sweep going. And they ran about four or five times in a row for 10, 10 yards plus a pop. They just wear you down mentally, physically. Where teams come out all pumped up that first half. Oh, we got them. We're right in there with Alabama. They don't understand, man. This is It's not a sprint. It's a marathon when you play Alabama. you got to keep going this entire game. You can't just bring it the first half, the first three quarters fourth quarter is when those boys come out to play and they do it each and every week um but they, like i said they're, they're banged up a little bit so we'll see if they have that uh, the energy the stamina to continue to play four quarters of football when they're when they're down players geo jones with aaron murray now with cbs sports network what's your take on wisconsin and how they fit into this whole thing I, i'm liking them right now if, if horny brook can not throw three interceptions and two two pick sixes um, you know, they would have dominated Iowa, an Iowa team that uh, just crushed uh, uh, Ohio State the previous week. So I like them. They're, they're running the ball extremely well. They're playing great defense. It's going to be interesting when they play Ohio State in the championship game. Uh, which Ohio State you get? Are you going to get the Ohio State that lost to Iowa and Oklahoma, or are you going to get the other the team that shows up and, and crushes it? So it's just, that's all a big thing because if you get Ohio State's best, I think Ohio State would win that game. But they're just too hot and cold right now. I think Wisconsin's been consistent defensively. They've been consistent running the football. Uh, and if they went out, which they should, I don't think they'll have any trouble with Michigan. The Michigan that has been on the field so far this year, they should go 12 and 0. And then if they win their conference, they'll be in the and they'll be in the final four. Um, and like I said, a, a great recipe to win in football games is playing great defense and being able to to control the clock by running the football. And having a great quarterback, where is Baker Mayfield on your college football quarterback hierarchy? I think right now if he's not number one for anyone, Heisman or quarterback, uh, I think you're kind of crazy. I mean, he has just been all year willing a team to win, a team that is up and down defensively, but you know you're going to get 30, 40, 50, 60 points out of that offense, and it starts with him. Another week, I think he had 330 yards passed and three touchdowns. Uh, it's just it's video game numbers every week for him, and I love his passion, his energy that he plays with each and every week. He's just a fun football player. He's a great leader. Guys around him rallies. They play hard for him, and I think right now there's no one even close to him when it comes to Heisman discussion. 
Aaron, thanks for the time this morning. We appreciate it. Yeah, boys, have a good one and uh, have a great week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.